This is the Lingaholics Podcast with Cody, Marcus, and Ian, where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life. On this pod, we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with nonstop passion and nonstop fun. There's no last call for Lingahol, so come on in and join the show. Hello, Canada, and all of our listeners to this episode 38 of the Lingaholics podcast, which is all about Hockey Night in Canada, multilingual edition that just went down this past Saturday here in our nation and for everyone able around the world that was able to partake. So what happened was a pretty historic event with Hockey Night in Canada not only being broadcast in the languages of English, French, and Punjabi, which we're going to get into right away with the first guest that we had on this episode, but also seven additional languages of Arabic, Cantonese, German, Hindi, Mandarin, Tagalog, and Vietnamese. So put take those seven, add them to those three ones that are there, and what a week it was. So we took in the games this week of our beloved hockey, um, the NHL, huge fans, and also just as big of fans of the languages. So it was quite the experience this past Saturday night. We have three guests on this episode. And yeah, let's check in with our fellas here, Cody and Marcus, and just get a little uh, thoughts and feelings on how they thought the weekend went down and ask us about it. And then we're going to get to these interviews. So how about it? Marcus, you took in some of the games. How are you feeling, dude? Oh my God, man. Like those interviews were insane. <laughs> like we got a good episode for you guys today. We did. Good episode. We uh, did. First of all, I want to say that uh, what a great, what a great event by Molson and Dan CBC to throw to put to put Sportsnet this on and Molson Sportsnet Molson Sportsnet sorry Sportsnet All good, um, man. but but yeah wow what an event and you know like I was I was switching between the different languages the different streams mm-hmm. and uh, it was pretty cool it was pretty cool to hear hockey in all these different languages uh, that you've never heard hockey been called in before right so um yeah it was definitely pretty sweet now I mean like I only really understood German right for sure. So I spent the most uh-huh. time in German. Mm, now I've yeah. watched hockey called in German before. That's nothing completely new to me, 
but I've never watched NHL hockey called in German before. So, yeah, man, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And, you know, like like my one example, like, that's my Vansinich. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, the, the first, because early in the, the Winnipeg-Toronto game, like, there was a goal right away. And it was like, Erstatar, Erstatar. I was like, oh, it's going down. Vansinich. <laughs> yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, was so, I mean, cool like, energy. I think this is so cool. And let's keep doing this again, guys. Sportsnet, let's go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Cody, I know you didn't watch the games, man, but uh, like you kind of get our sense of our energy of what it was like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch the games because of the time difference being yeah, here in Korea. That would have been, uh, I think it would have been really late, like three oh, or early. Hey, Keith got up. Uh, what time was it? Seven, six, seven? And mm-hmm. call it again. No, hey, guess what? We'll get to that later. I don't want to spoil will. it. We will get I don't want to spoil interviews. it. But he was up, Cody. He was up. Okay. Well, it, he <laughs> he was up, and that's great for him, but I wasn't up. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't planning on really losing a lot of sleep. Like a good old Canadian boy. Yeah. Anyway, I am really interested to hear just what it was like. So what were what would you say the highlights? of the of the night what do you think ian i actually uh, confession i didn't watch the winnipeg vancouver game i only watched the, the toronto uh ottawa game no sorry toronto was, winnipeg yeah vancouver, vancouver ottawa i only watched the first game the toronto game uh yeah. i was too pissed off that my uh my fan duel sports bet <laughs> had fallen through that i didn't watch the second game so <laughs> fantasy trumps the the languages there no man look it's and it's really cool especially our first guest that we're gonna have on this episode uh randeep janda um and just what i got so excited about hearing it all is yeah german obviously from a comprehension point was like oh this is really cool like hearing the play call the commentary in german and yeah i don't speak any of the other languages that were being broadcast that night but the energy was there and you're going to hear it with our interviews afterwards um we with the vietnamese uh commentator jimmy and with the cantonese commentator keith and that energy was there there was a creativity linguistically of how they had to make these calls and as a language learner i think you know not even speaking these languages, just the sheer appreciation of this hockey game being called in all these languages. Yeah. Even when you don't, you don't understand the language, but you understand the energy. That's how I would sum up what, what the experience was like. So I want to go ahead and say too, that this was particularly special for Ian and I, because we're both big hockey fans and big language fans, language fans. Right. So this was like a, a double whammy, right? <laughs> yeah, this was a, a, Great. a super night for us. Languages and sports, hockey in particular. Definitely, definitely. So with that said, uh, I don't want to keep people waiting too long. Let's Cody have any other questions here before we throw to our first interview? One more question. Sure. Which language was the most entertaining to watch it? Ooh. You know Hindi. what? Hindi? Hindi they were Why Hindi for you? They're I don't know. They buzzing. were buzzing. They were the first ones to, to get the game sound on as well, I think. Uh, okay. Yeah. First yeah. period. 
I know. Maybe, I, I don't know. I thought they were buzzing. Okay. You know what? Like, because all of our guests, they kind of gave us a sneak peek into, or not a sneak peek, but like a, a description of what some of the language means. Like, like uh, Randit telling us of like what uh, he shoots, he scores means. So I think, you know, Hockey Night in Punjabi is the one that's going to keep going on because it's the one that's been around. It's like, it was just another weekend for Hockey Night in Punjabi. So you know what? I think I'm going to be tuning into some Hockey Night in Punjabi just to kind of well, listen. We have to now. We to have what to what Randy was, <laughs> yeah. was telling us about and try and see if I can catch catch some of those expressions and phrases. So, bonino, 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 bonino. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's not give too much away. Let's not give too much away. Okay. So with that said... Let's go now to the first interview of this special Hockey Night in Canada multilingual edition that the Lingaholics got to uh, dive in on and dissect with the people that made it happen and are making it happen. So right now, let's go to Randeep Janda, part of the team for Hockey Night in Punjabi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode about Hockey Night in Canada, Multilingual Edition, which just happened this past Saturday, April 24th here in Canada, where we had the broadcast of two hockey games um, in seven different languages. And this was an initiative brought on by Sportsnet and Molson Canadian. And when I saw the advertisement for this, um, as the big language learning fans that we are here um, on the podcast. We're also huge hockey fans as well. So um, as soon as I saw the ad when I was watching hockey back in Easter, I went on the page and uh, the name and uh, kind of the blurb that came up was uh, Randeep, um, who is part of the uh, the broadcast team with Hockey Night in Punjabi, which is a language that's been established for quite some time uh, broadcasting Hockey Night. So uh, we have Randeep here with us and we're just going to talk to him about the experience of last night and um, kind of the Hockey Night in Punjabi experience that he gets to do on a weekly basis. And um, yeah, just get his his um, lowdown on all the languages. So Randeep, welcome to the Lingaholics podcast. It's awesome to be on with you guys. This is, um, you know, when you messaged me, I, I did some digging on the podcast. I listened to a few episodes and it's awesome uh-huh. what you guys do just to, to you know, language is uh, something that brings us all together and it kind of expands our mind. So this is cool to be on this bod- uh, podcast with you guys. Great. That's awesome, man. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So um, just with, yeah, learning languages and then also just seeing languages uh, being like out in the the Canada with all the different communities and getting to bring it together with hockey last night. So I guess just to bring it back a little, uh, talking about last night, um, do you know like when the idea came about or the initiative to have hockey nights broadcasted in like seven different languages on top of like the English, French and Punjabi broadcast that already happened. Yeah, I know this. Uh, I know this was a process that started some time ago. It was uh, in the works for a while. And um, it, it's a really cool initiative because I think the Hockey Night Canada Punjabi example was something that worked, right? Like I got involved uh-huh. with it back in 2014 and we've had some really awesome times with it. And it was kind of the blueprint of how do you, you know, take maybe not necessarily take the game to different communities, but how do you provide them with an opportunity to get even more involved with it? Right. How do you, how do you use this, uh, you know, the sport to, to kind of also engage with the community and, and also add them as a active participant, right? Not just a spectator into the game, 
So uh-huh. I think the blueprint was there with Punjabi, but I know this has been in the works for a while, um, Sportsnet and Molson. Um, obviously, I got involved uh, uh, more recently, but I, I know for a while now, it was something that was on the radar. It was just a matter of how do you make it work? When was the right time for it? And, uh, you know, it happened last night. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, right. So can you, so that, okay, that's awesome how Hockey Night in Punjabi being the, the blueprint. And can you just give us, um, just our listeners, a little um, background on how Hockey Night in Punjabi got established? Because if I'm not mistaken, has it been since around 2008 or so yeah. that it, it started? So Hockey Night in Canada, Punjabi originally started with uh, the CBC way back when, right. back in 2008, 2009. And my colleague, Harn Ryan Singh, who is, you know, also catch him on the yeah. English broadcast now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he was one I of the, saw that. <laughs> yeah. He's one of the originals on the broadcast. And so what happened was with the CBC, they did a pilot. They basically did a, a bit of a pilot with Cantonese, Mandarin, and Punjabi. Those were the three original languages. And Punjabi seemed to really hit. And oddly enough, it was former Vancouver Canucks, former LA Kings coach, Colorado Avalanche Cup winner, Mark Crawford, that suggested Punjabi because oh, really? when he was coached here in Vancouver, um, he just noticed how a lot of people from the Punjabi community were heavily engaged in the game. Anytime you'd go to the grocery store or go to the gas station, people would from that community would just actively seek him out and say, hey, man, you're doing a great job, whether it was younger people, older people. So Mark Crawford... Apparently, is one of the folks that suggested Punjabi. And then after that, it just became a hit. And go, you know, fast forward to 2014, Rogers got the NHL hockey rights. And then mm-hmm. eventually, uh, Omni Television, which is a multicultural broadcaster, multilingual broadcaster, uh, I was working there at the time as well. And that just made the perfect, you know, perfect scenario for, for a Punjabi broadcast because it was a multilingual broadcaster. So, you know, it started with the CBC way back when, 08, yeah. 09 eventually switched over to Omni. Uh, that's how I got involved. And yeah. since then, we've, you know, it's been a real cool switch uh, with, you know, being in the fold with Rogers. We've got a, a pretty awesome set here in Vancouver as well. <laughs> yeah. we've, got a, we've got a broadcast center, uh, which we didn't have in the past to that degree. We've got our own space. We're able to do so much with it. So we've had a growth in the show dating back from 08, 09, all the way till now 2021. And we've got a, you know, a lot of members on our team now. There's more than three folks that they're originally were now there's over 10 people that are involved in the show uh we've got feature stories we've got intermission segments so yeah it started back way back when but over the last number of years it's just grown as a show wow that's awesome so Randeep, why do you think the game has caught on so much within this particular demographic with the punjabi community specifically? yeah well it's interesting there's a couple of uh a couple of theories i have uh the first one is um and i think there's probably a couple of right answers in both of these theories but uh-huh. With the South Asian community, um, there's a link to the game of hockey based on the fact that back in the old country, field hockey, grass hockey was was a very prominent sport. Uh, Olympic level, a lot of the, the highest caliber players way back when were actually from the state of Punjab. So hmm. you go back and, and that, you know, that straight line to both of those games, there are some obvious differences, but I think there was a link there originally. So you didn't have to learn it anew, like a baseball or a football, which especially for uh, new communities and new members of the community, they're not exactly the easiest sports to learn, right? right? With hockey, there was just a direct line there. Field hockey, grass hockey, there you go. Uh, same game, different field, but you can kind of draw that line. I think also beyond that is that we often think that, you know, all South Asian hockey fans or Punjabi fans are newcomers. Um, right. and, and that's kind of a myth. 
there are, uh, you know, a significant majority that are, but, you know, especially here in BC, but I can, even in Ontario, there's a rich history of South Asian hockey players dating back to like the sixties and the seventies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a couple of people that I looked up to when I was growing up to is, uh, growing up was Robin Bawa, who's a former NHLer. He played with the San Jose Sharks, the Anaheim Ducks. He played a couple of games with the Canucks. Uh, he's oh. a guy, he's a guy that, you know, was a huge figure in our community, even though he had limited success, um, at the NHL level, just the fact he was the first guy, uh, you know, I know, right. um, you know, you're based in Alberta as well. Uh, Jajad yeah. Kata, who plays for the Edmonton yes. Oilers is, yeah. is doing big yeah. things. But there's also a number of other players that maybe in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, they didn't hit the highest of levels, but there's a history of players that, you know, made those inroads. So I think there was a connection there, especially here in BC in the early days Yeah, at uh, folks here and locally really got involved with the game early. But then you're starting to see that that kind of that old um, old country connection with field hockey. And it just it really hit, I would say, specifically early on in BC and Ontario and and those are the two strongest markets for us in, in hockey night in Canada, Punjabi as well. So I don't think it's a coincidence. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Just the connection of those two things sure. um, yeah. together. So, okay. Wow. So then I guess, like you said, this could now be like a blueprint that's applied across Canada. And like you said, just giving kind of more of an experience uh, like to the game people. Cause when we talked to with Jimmy and Keith, like, they talked about how, yeah, they knew their audience probably have watched maybe this game in English, um, if they speak English, but then just getting to hear it in their language. So I'm just curious how with the evolution of the, the Punjabi broadcast, like, because it was interesting reading last night, all the different uh, terms that each language had for the, yep. like, because hockey has its own, its own lingo, right, across the board. So, um, like, are the terms that were kind of used when hockey and Punjabi first started, like, has that evolved? Like, is there like, uh, like specific terms that have always been used or new ones that come about? Cause like, and even in English, like a celebration's a celly now kind of thing, like different, like, Oh style. yeah. The language. And I can speak to the Punjabi show, especially it's been, yeah. um, we respect the language a lot. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's the language that has given this, us, you know, us this opportunity. Uh, I was taught the language by my parents and grandparents. Um, I learned not by reading and writing. I learned by speaking. So that's, uh-huh. that's kind of where, how I, I got involved in this. I'll be honest, like reading and writing, not very good. It's all <laughs> yeah, basically yeah. speaking and that's how I'm fluent. Right. That's and like that's, me in French. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, but what we've been able to do is we've kind of been able to have some fun with the language at the same time. Right. There's right. some words that you can't translate. There, there is no translation because yeah. icing is icing. Like there's nothing <laughs> you can try to make in Punjabi. That would, that would be that there would be, but it wouldn't make any sense. Right. So you have fun with certain words or you leave them the same. And I think with us, one of the cool things that we've tried to do is we've tried to be obviously respectful to the language. Cause it's, you know, it's something that's important to us, but at the same mm-hmm. time, how do we make our show fun and how do we make that connection with the audience? And, you know, Harnarine's done a good job of that. He started off early since he was in 08, 09. And, you know, some of the terms that he used were like, you know, instead of penalty box, it was Sajadadaba, which is the box of punishment. Right. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so like, you know, it's kind of cool in its own way. Um, yeah. I've, I've had fun with certain terms over the last couple of years myself. Um, high sticking is, yeah, you can say high sticking, but what's the fun in that where, yeah. You know, in Punjabi, we're known for our, our 
spicy food. We're known for our, our cuisine. So basically I say, look good to these which is kind of like a, a dish of lumber, right? Like, <laughs> so it's just kind of like you have some fun with it. Right. And, yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. and, and for a listener to our show, you can, they know right away. They're like, wait a second. This is, something, yeah. it's a bit of a remix, but it makes sense. And we right. like to have fun with that. So, you know, it's something on our show that I think if you listen to our show, if you watch our show, you can note the passion, it, you know, we're, yes. we're all in, we don't, we don't have pass it guys. We're, we're all in <laughs> no, for sure. For but sure. the other thing is that we like to, we like to have fun. We like to kind of create on the go. And right. that's been a pretty cool experience for us. Cause it feels like we've in a way created a kind of a hockey subculture in, in right. Punjabi languages or in Punjabi language. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. So do people in the state of Punjab watch yep. the show? We've actually got, um, so 2016 was a huge moment for us. Um, back prior to then we were like a very you know canada centric show right 2016 we had a, a viral goal call the benino 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 goal call which oh, uh, kind yes. of took over yes. took over north america and then after that basically we have you know i have messages from family across overseas whether it's in the uk uh we get people sending us pictures from australia uh Punjab oh, wow. for sure so yes. like our our stream online hits all of those places and uh, the most of our most of our viewers are still in Canada because they have that attachment to their team. Right. But, you know, I had right. somebody mention that, um, you know, our, our games were being streamed on a, on a bus, uh, the, you know, the airport bus going back to Punjab. Like they were just our game was being played <laughs> on some random bus uh, for foreigners as they were heading uh, heading from the airport to their homes in the state of like stories like that so we are yeah you know, I, I don't even know the full story where we're watched but like we get um our viewers to send in pictures so wherever you yeah where oh, okay. you're, wherever you're at send us a picture on our social media and and we'll give you some love and we've gotten uh you know pictures from brazil we got pictures from uh, australia we got pictures from india obviously but all over north america and europe as well so it it's a bit of an eye-opener because we yeah. generally think it's hockey in Canada, so it's limited. Uh, but that 2016 viral call just opened everything up, and uh, it's been pretty cool since. Yeah, yeah, because the Benino Benino. Can you just remind what exactly happened that play? Um, yeah, so it was... So they can check it out because it's, oh, for it's sure. classic. It's legendary. I won't do it because it wasn't my call. Right, um, right. It was, it was right. Harnerein's. But uh, yeah. essentially what happened there was um, pre-game, our producer, Nathan Sakon, who's uh, he's he's up key part of the show but he's behind the scenes right right and uh he um he basically if i remember the story correctly um he's the one you know harner printed out his like his line sheets right and on yeah. those sheets accidentally there was an error of like benino benino like nick benino was on all the like oh. <laughs> every position <laughs> left wing right? right wing center yeah and then nathan mentioned that uh hey yeah man if he scores you better you might you should probably say that and oddly <laughs> right. enough, in that game, he scores the OT winner. Right. And Harnerein's just all into it. It's the OT yeah. winner against uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> Huge moment. And he just lets that call go. Uh, so it was a bit of a collaboration behind the scenes, but unplanned. It just yeah. came into his mind when he scored. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go with it. And <laughs> it was unreal. Like, I, I remember watching our social media that day and that night. Yeah. You know, we were on some of the biggest shows in North America on ESPN and all over the planet. Like, they're throwing our call in like Finland and, and you know, <laughs> Russia and whatever. And it's just like, but that's kind of the backstory behind it where Harnarin went off. And after that, um, yeah, the game kind of changed for all of us. <laughs> our show went big time. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just those moments like that, because 
um yeah some sports calls in other languages like there's just um there's certain ones in like football and uh, and baseball and it's something i was talking about jimmy is part of growing the game is um like even in vietnam how like people share clips all the time and that like mm-hmm. when you're seeing a clip in like vietnamese language then like that can appeal to um an audience there as well so um i'm just curious so yeah obviously so 2016 being the big um watershed moment for the program so you feel like every year now that like with hockey night in punjabi it's it's been growing each year then, it definitely has I, I, from the show aspect it has like we've uh, expanded our show we were adding more elements we have some awesome segments now and especially for folks that uh that focus on language or keen learners of the language I, i'm really proud of our our intermission segments because we use you know commonly said things in our house or in our homes and punjabi households right and we make them segments so i'll give you an example um uh-huh. there's one segment we have it's medi galson which is basically listen to me uh, that's what that's what the phrase means. Yeah. But any Punjabi person in any household, when their parent is not happy with them, that's what they say, right? Maybe oh. Like when you want to get okay. straight with your kid, yeah. Um, that's a phrase that you hear all the time. So all of a sudden, when we want to talk to somebody in the hockey world, that's what we say. We have like a segment where we're basically ah. saying, "All right, Matthew Kachuk, I'm going to call you up, Maybe and then we kind of go <laughs> off. We do our Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith style kind of rant or whatever it may be. Right. Uh, another one is our debate segment. So uh-huh. it's, it's called through the end of the day, which is just like, forget about it. Like, stop, man. You're, you're just stop <laughs> it. You're, you're not making any sense anymore. Right. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm the moderator there. I used to be one of the analysts that used to debate it when I was uh, prior to being host on the show, but now I'm the referee. And basically I pose questions and they duke it out. But that's another phrase that you would obviously like, you know, if you're making a point um, mm-hmm. and Ian and, and and Marcus doesn't like it. He's just gonna be like, "Do that end of it." Like, get out of here. Like, get out of here. That's just <laughs> that end of it. Yeah, that's just, that that's just yeah. And and that's what I love about our, our show. As over you know over the years, we've expanded that right. Rather than just sticking on the the you know the game calls, which are great. Yeah, but right, you know right. year by year, we've added new elements to the show, and that's important because you know, the hockey is important, but also that personality that we show, those inter, uh, you yes. know, entertainment we show. Um, you can have so much more fun with the language. You can you can also cater to your audience that much more with those intermission segments yeah. so randeep have you always been a hockey guy did you play uh, when you were a kid and all that yeah so i i grew up um watching hockey uh collecting hockey cards nhl 93 94 video games uh ball hockey so the tricky thing with that was that i played but it was mostly road hockey and ball hockey based on the fact that you know i think you're trying to navigate within the system at that point in time yeah. right when you're a kid like Ice hockey was still new to me and my parents. So, you know, figuring out the infrastructure, uh, we didn't really figure that out until later on. And by that time, you know, competitively playing was, was a, a difficult choice because you're way behind the game. Um, but I, I was a sports geek from day one and a hockey geek specifically. So stats, memorizing them, you know, crafting my own stories and, and all of that, uh, that started at day one. Play ball hockey, but I, that's the cool thing about the Punjabi community, especially on the West Coast. There's a lot of people that shared that experience with me where, you know, their parents are immigrants. They were trying to navigate the system uh, yeah. here in the country and they didn't really understand the organized sports maybe. And there's, they're just, you know, working hard day to day and they didn't understand uh, maybe they didn't have the time or maybe they, they didn't know how to navigate, you know, organized sports that kids play ball hockey. They set up ball hockey leagues on their own. They were really active in the ball hockey sense. So not so much ice, but yeah, we were definitely connected to hockey and not only me, but uh, I know a lot of folks in Ontario and BC, especially that go to like Mississauga and Brampton 
um, you know, there's there's a, a thriving ball hockey community out in Brampton. I know, I believe it's called the Kalsa Cup every single yeah. year where they play for a trophy, right? And then the same thing here in BC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that grassroots then. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's like, because that's what I was, I was hoping, like with watching the broadcast last night, because um, like I've been an ESL teacher myself and um, helping like, new and like you said not everyone's just completely new to Canada but then um and then just hockey being like kind of just getting access to hockey and mm-hmm. and seeing it in the sports life and in their languages so yeah that's just really cool to see that um, you, you know what the the coolest thing for me is though like to your point uh Marcus like I was connected to hockey but I didn't necessarily feel like I was a part of it you know you get to a certain point where you're mm-hmm. like okay, I, I like Pavel Bure, I like Mario Lemieux, Wayne Gretzky, but wait a second, these guys don't speak my language and they don't look yeah, like it, right? right? At right. some point, you get to that age where you're like, something's a little different here. Yeah, um, yeah. But, and even broadcasters in the early 90s, late 90s, it was, you know, few mm-hmm. and far between. I think that's changing now with, you know, a broadcast like ours and hopefully, yeah. you know, these seven that have happened uh, yesterday as well, that all of a sudden, a kid out there that's watching the game is saying, all right, I can be involved in this. There's people that are covering the game. I get messages on social media and, and, you know, an Instagram or whatever, just saying, Hey man, I'm trying to get started in the business. Uh, I watch what you do. I listen to what you do. Do you have any pointers or, you know, you know, when things are safe, do you want to go for a coffee? I'd love to pick your brain. Like that's cool because Mm -hmm. I look back at my experience. I didn't have anybody I could look up to other than maybe Robin Bawa. But at that point he was an NHLer and, and, you know, you, you didn't really feel that connection because he was in the game. Right where now I'm hoping from these broadcasts and from what I do and what my colleagues do at Hockey Night Canada Punjabi, you're in a position to say, okay, there's a role for me here. Uh, there's a role nice. for me, most importantly, not only in the English language, mm-hmm. but also in the Punjabi language. When I started, and when I even was a, you know, a Punjabi speaker in high school, I felt like I was just kind of teetering on, on two cultures, right? You right. kind of had to pick yeah. one, either you're Punjabi yeah. or you're, you're a Canadian <laughs> and an English speaker. Right. Uh-huh. But I think I got to some point where it's like, no, you can do both, right? My yeah. career kind of speaks to that, where I started off in Punjabi yeah. and, and now I'm doing stuff in English. I'm doing, uh, you know, TV in English. I'm doing radio in English as well. So I'm hoping that that kind of psyche that we, I had when I was a kid no longer exists where you're saying, no, right? your language, if you have a language that your grandparents taught you or your yeah. parents taught you, embrace it because that's something, you know, language is a gift, right? And, Absolutely. and right. That's the way I look at it. I'm very lucky that my parents and my grandparents passed it on to me because uh, I don't know where my career would be. And I don't know, you know what kind of person I'd be if I didn't know Punjabi. <laughs> right. You know, sure. like when you learn a new language, it's not you're not just learning the language. You're learning an entire culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, learning a new language is is adding another dimension to your identity. Right. Absolutely. And that's what's so cool about it. Yeah. That's and what we do it. So it's, it's interesting, though, because when I went to India way back when it's been a while since I've been. But I remember uh, when I went last. Somebody told me that you speak pure Punjabi than people in Punjab do now. Mm. And, wow. and the reason they said that was that when my parents immigrated to Canada in the 70s and 80s, that was a certain dialect, a certain style of Punjabi that was spoken. Mm, right. After they left, the state of Punjab, it kind of became a mishmash. Like there's Punjabi, there's Hindi, there's English mixed in there. So it was kind of like a, a mishmash, like a hybrid kind of uh, language kind of that was being spoken or so... You know, me going back here as a kid in my, you know, my early 20s or late teens, 
going back there and they they were listening to what I was saying. And I was like, wait a second, this is right. this is different. This is like yeah. from a from a different time, right? So it's kind of cool that way because all of yeah. a sudden uh, I represent nostalgia to them, which is kind of weird uh, yeah. as a twenty year old or a, yeah. you know, a late. So it, it's kind of a you know it, to your point though, like it, it's more than just speaking something. It's about a time and a place. It's a history. Um, there's so much too, right? Yeah. Right. So do you speak Hindi as well? I understand it. Um, okay. If you really forced me to, I could hack up uh, some good sentences, but it's more like you, you grow up listening to it. You understand everything that's being said. Um, I like when I went to India last, I spoke it a little bit whenever you need it, but like, it's not a yeah. fluent, it's, it's more of like a, you know, breaking <laughs> if needed break last type of thing for, uh, for um, especially I find like that connection for, people that grew up in India, it's, it's all, you know, it's there because they speak Hindi growing up a lot as well. Right. There's a bit yeah, of a, right. whereas I think Canadian Punjabi speakers don't have that connection. So therefore right. they right. don't, they don't speak it as much, but Urdu, um, right. On yeah. the, the Pakistani side of things mm-hmm. is basically very similar to Punjabi. So is it uh, now? Oh yeah. So like uh, when I was 11 years old, I was lucky enough to go to Pakistan. My, my parents took me across the border in India and we visited Pakistan and it is, it is almost identical. There's slight differences, but Urdu and Punjabi are are very similar. And one thing to remember is that when India was partitioned, yeah. the state of Punjab was split in half. Yeah. So, so one yeah. side of so the languages are almost identical. And, and yeah. yeah, so I can make sense. And I can understand Urdu um, and, and Hindi for that matter. But yeah, there you go. So oh, wait, a- wait. Urdu is in um, the Arabic script yes yes right, right. it goes Probably from is in, is in sanskrit yeah so it goes from right to left right and right. then uh yeah. and then yeah so punjabi and gurmukhi and and go from uh left to right yeah right but it's sanskrit too right yes yeah. yes that so that's awesome how how it, the, the spoken language is essentially the same mm-hmm. but the script is completely different yeah and and that's where you kind of find out like just by going there and talking and, and experiencing the culture. Yeah. Like I didn't know that, right. um, but you know, when you cross the border, you expect, okay, this is a, this is a, a contentious kind of relationship in yeah. Pakistan, right. but the people, yeah. the language identical. And, and that's kind of right. the beauty of it. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know what? I'm glad you actually, we talked about that though, because the beauty of our show and hockey night Canada Punjabi is that you can be Indian Punjabi. You can be Pakistani mm-hmm. Punjabi. You can right. be, I think there's this idea that sometimes Punjabi means Sikh or Punjabi means like Punjabi is a language, right? Yeah. Um, So there's, there's Hindu Punjabis, there's Muslim uh, Muslim Punjabis, there's Sikh Punjabis, there's, and that's the beauty of any, any language is that you can be from anywhere. And as long as you know the language, um, your background, your background, um, you know, your religion or your, wherever you're from, doesn't, it, it doesn't really matter in that sense. You know, we have, uh, viewers that are, uh, born in canada caucasian uh yeah. and they are punjabi speakers there's one guy i know on instagram i believe his yeah. name is kyle and he's just um you know he watches hawking in canada he's become kind of like a punjabi right and he is a, he's a punjabi he's coming speaker. on the pod he's coming on the yeah. pod. No, hey, I, I could connect yeah. you with him he's uh he's doing yeah. some awesome things on tiktok but like that's the beauty of it right like any language yeah. not only punjabi is that all of a sudden uh if you you know, you learn it, you start learning the culture, you start yeah. understanding people. And, and that's the beauty of language, right? It well, sounds like something Ian would do. Yeah, it's, well, it's so <laughs> fun. Like, because sometimes, because um, I, I, I speak Ukrainian as a heritage language. And 
like some of the resources I had to find like really old, like in library books, but how fun would that be to like turn on the TV screen and here you have like your heritage language being broadcasted on. So yeah, like this, this Kyle fellow who I'm, yeah, very interested to meet. Like, uh, yeah, it's cause it's so much fun once you get going in a language that's like, okay, now I'm going to jump into what the, the speakers of that language are, are watching mm-hmm. and listening to. And it's, it just brings the, the learning experience to a whole new level as well. And like you said, you get to connect with the people. And like you said, Hockey Night in Punjabi being its own subculture that you get to be part of it. And there's a cool diversity within a language group too, right? Like obviously yeah. speaking Punjabi, my Punjabi is different from the person that's sitting next to me on the show. We have right. our right. many levels. We have our different slang. My parents are from a part of Punjab called Dwaba, which we have different words. We have different slang. Uh, there's other people that are from, you know, other parts of Punjab, which they have slightly different uses of words. So like, it's what, that's what I like about our show is that everybody's got their own kind of style and their slang. And right. that's what we try to do is we try to have diversity within the Punjabi community. I, I think sometimes what we're seeing as is like the diverse show because we're, we're Punjabi, uh-huh, but it goes uh-huh. even deeper than that. We're a diverse show within the Punjabi community. Within it. Right. And, and that's the key there. How do you appeal to as many people within the community as well? And I think that's where we we're super proud of that. You know, we can hit different language groups, different levels of Punjabi, uh, different parts of Punjab, you know, different slang. Um, you know, if you're from a very rural part of Punjab, your Punjabis slightly differently. If you're from the big city, you're, you, it sounds different and yeah. you've got a little bit of everything, right? It's kind <laughs> yeah. of like, it's not all that different from English and no, you know, being, no. yeah. being in the Maritimes or the prairies or here in BC. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, even within a state like Punjab, it's, you know, it, it, you've got that as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Mark, do you have any questions right now? Because I had one about... Go ahead. A um, couple. So if, just for our audience, like being uh, really into love sounding out new words and new things. Yeah. So could you teach like a couple... Uh, I know you give a couple, given a few for the other shows, another couple like just fun Punjabi terms. Like, to Would say, you like hockey ones or would you want just across the board? Oh, hockey, sure. Yeah. Hockey? All there. right. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's go with... Uh, <laughs> let's go with a fun one. Uh, if there's a fight... A punch, yeah. obviously, right? Yeah. It's a, this is one of my favorite ones. Mukka. Mukka. Okay. Mukka means punch. So, Mukha. like, you know. Okay. Yeah. So, there's a couple of, like, this is the beauty of Punjabi, though. Like, like English and like other languages, there's a couple of words you could use. instead. Like, you know, punch, there's a couple of different words you could use. But Mukka is the most one, uh, commonly known one. So, that's that's uh, that's if a fight breaks out. Um, yeah. Let's just see what else we got here. Uh, speed okay. is yeah. the thad. Lathad? Raftad, like oh, R. Ah, Raftad. Uh, like, like rough. Uh-huh. Okay. Raftad. Yeah, there Raftar. you go. Perfect. Perfect. There you go. You got it. You got <laughs> it. Our pronunciation. <laughs> on the pronunciation. Um, what else we got here? I, I, we use so many on a on a nightly basis. It's kind of weird when you got to think on the spot. All right. Yeah, speed. Yeah, yeah, no. We got punch. Um, what else we got here? Um, we'll go target or shot. It works for both of these words. Right. Yeah. Nishana. Nishana. So Nishana. Nish. Nishana. There you go. Perfect. Nishana. Yeah. So that's mostly that's like, you know, if you aim Sorry. if you aim to shot or if you, you know, you hit your target. Nishana. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> uh yeah, that's what the funnest part of um because I listen to some like baseball broadcast too in, in Spanish yeah. with my Spanish too, and I'm, like learning new words all the time. And uh yeah, super, super fun. 
I'll give you one uh, phrase though, because it's pretty okay, key. Sure. Show. Okay. Yes, for sure. Maria shot. Okay. Maria shot. Kita goal. Maria shot Kita goal. Take, can you take a guess of what that means? Maria shot. His shot missed the goal. He shoots, he scores. He shoots, oh, he scores. Yeah, so there you go. Maria <laughs> shot, Kita <laughs> goal. Shoots, okay. scores. Awesome. <laughs> there you go. If you don't know that one, then you're kind of you're kind of hooped on a on a hockey broadcast. So you got that one. <laughs> well, I'll be listening for yeah, because it's on. I got the Sportsnet app, so when you guys are on, awesome, listening now. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've asked this to Keith and Jimmy. So just because I know, like you said, you're doing more the analysis now too in hockey. So just a pure hockey analysis uh, question and fam. Okay. Um, okay, let's do okay part one. Who's your top four in this year's uh, Canadian, uh, is it Scotia, uh, North Division? North Division, yep. Yeah, and then also your 2021 Stanley Cup prediction. Okay, um, top four. Top three is pretty straightforward. Yeah, right? Right. You got, you right, got right, Toronto, right. you got... I'm a big Edmonton guy just based on the talent that they have, but yeah. Winnipeg is going to be a problem for teams in the playoffs. They're like tough. They've got good goaltending. Mm-hmm. the fourth one that's like picking you're gonna make me pick a fourth one um yeah yeah gotta it's not gonna be the canucks because i think it's gonna be tough for them although their mm-hmm. odds are going up um i'm still gonna i'm gonna stick with montreal okay. I, i'm not a yeah. i'm not sold on calgary i i think um i think they're just too inconsistent yeah. the canucks yeah. have a lot of work to do i don't think they can do it <laughs> it's steep it's steep and yeah. montreal's they've got their own faults but mm-hmm. i still think like them going 500 the rest of the way here you know, maybe a little bit better. They can do it. I, 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 they'll still get bounced in the first round. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But that's my top four. I'll, I'll say Montreal is still number four for me. I'm not, I'm not uh, pulling the plug on them. And okay. for the cup final. Oof. Yeah. All right. Um, in the West or coming out of the Western division, I think Colorado is going to be that team. They're, yeah, I, they're really a juggernaut. Yeah. And. Oof. Man, see, the American divisions are tough. Yeah, because yeah. they're really, really good. So, tight. Yeah, especially on... that Eastern division. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you know what I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with um, a team that's kind of flown under the radar this year. Mm-hmm. You are talking about them? No, no. I'm going Washington. I think Washington. Washington. Ooh, yeah. I like Washington. Yeah. Uh, I think they're just kind of like they do. In, but if, you know, they beat New York yesterday pretty easily. Yeah. Um, they're a strong team. So I think Colorado. And the Washington Capitals are the teams that will be will be playing at the end of it. Okay. All so right. uh, it's not a good Canadian pick. I, I know. I know. <laughs> no, but, no. Yeah, it's... but you're pragmatic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm. I'm putting the Canadian flag down for a second, just to the side here, uh, gently. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go Washington and Colorado. I think they're just really good teams. Colorado's like the the offensive dynamite team, and Washington, they're just they're veterans and they're physical. They're good. Yeah. Like they're a balanced yeah. team. Yeah, using that experience that they've gained. Yeah, so, awesome, awesome. But well, hopefully, um, uh, Braden Holpe, who came from Washington, hopefully you can, him and Thatcher Demko can lead the charge. That maybe, maybe take that fourth spot here. To, hey, if they can do see. it, it'll be one of the stories of the season, right? The team yeah. that goes from having twenty plus COVID, uh, you know, positive tests to turning it into a good story. And hey, if they're doing well right now, right? They're three yeah. and one since they came back. Um, but it's gonna be tough, man. That, <laughs> it's, it's, that, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough because they've got Ottawa for two more games, and then they've yeah. got Toronto, Winnipeg, and 
Edmonton coming up. So it's it's not going to be easy, but let's see so what happens. See what yeah. happens for sure. Um, awesome. So, so Randeep, um, I was... Okay, I got I to gotta cut you off there, Marcus. Your pronunciation of my name is perfect, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> then deep is the way you say it. So that's, okay, uh, all right. that's perfectly done. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say I was surprised yesterday not to have a Spanish broadcast. <laughs> is that something that you guys have been talking about? So I know what uh, was discussed originally was that the seven most spoken languages in those respective cities right. uh, were chosen. Audiences. So like, I guess they basically took... Um, you know, one from each city, basically, and and picked. Uh, I'm not sure what the exact kind of breakdown was, but the they were trying to go with the seven most spoken oh. uh, throughout. But Spanish, I've had a couple of folks reach out and say, "Hey, Spanish, uh, is it going to come around for the next time around?" Uh, I would love to hear hockey in Spanish. I think it'd be awesome. I'm trying to learn Spanish uh, as well, so uh, I would benefit from it probably as well. So <laughs> maybe I can be a guest analyst. But yeah, that that's one that. Um, given the demographics of this country as well. And a lot of folks from, you know, South America and Central yeah. America coming, uh, hopefully the beauty of this is that it's year one. Uh, yes, I think it yes. was successful. It seemed like everybody's happy and, and viewers were happy as well. Uh, hopefully next year we have another one, um, you know, Molson and Sportsnet. Uh, I'm hoping that this partnership continues because it, it brings people together, it connects people together. And uh, maybe maybe for the next one, uh, Spanish can be involved. I, I do want to say, though, um, I did have a couple of people ask about, you know, the First Nations languages. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. There is an APTN broadcast that happens every year with the Cree language uh, uh, yeah. for yeah. hometown oh, hockey. So that's sure. cool. That's already happening. I think this year they're taking it off just because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, it's a little, uh, you know, tricky this year. But I, from what I understand, it's coming back next year. But hopefully Spanish is involved next year as well in some way or form. So I, I agree because I think... Um, with the growth potential, not only here in Canada, but even internationally, uh, it'd sure. be pretty cool to hear. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, because, you know, Ian and I, we speak Spanish, you know, <laughs> speak you Spanish know. pretty well. We're not okay. native. We're not yeah. native, yeah. but we speak pretty well. And uh, I think we'd do a pretty good job. <laughs> okay. Hey, why not, right? If you're looking. Okay. If you're looking. <laughs> if you're, hey. I'm just saying, if you're looking for someone, because <laughs> we both we both know hockey. I don't make those decisions. Uh, <laughs> for sure. But uh, if it does come up, I'll put your name for it. How would we do that? <laughs> That's Sounds awesome. Good. Appreciate it. <laughs> you might have to go through a test, though, boys. <laughs> there we go. Okay. For we'll sure. Love, I'd love to take your word for it, but I'm still learning. So, we'll be, uh, for yeah. sure. For sure. We'll keep practicing. We'll keep yeah, we'll be. Put, I'll put in a good word if I can, if, it, if my opinion matters on this front. That's awesome, though. For sure. Oh, that's um, fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, okay. Oh, no, I got pressure. Marcus said Randip or Randip? Yeah. Randip. 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 Okay. Yeah, 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 Marcus yeah. is our pronunciation manager. Yeah, so thank you um, so much for uh, coming on this podcast, um, being able to interview you um keith who did cantonese and jimmy who did vietnamese and we're really excited to uh put this episode out and uh kind of have the language learning community get an insight into canada sports hockey and just the, the wonderful cultural mosaic that we have here so thank you so much for uh for coming on our show here today pleasure to, you know pleasure to be on with you guys and it's awesome that you guys are doing this because language is so important right when we're trying to connect people together when you're trying to learn about each other um it's something that if you know somebody's language or the background behind it that understanding is so much easier. So um, shouts to you guys for doing this because I think when we look at these broadcasts, we focus on, oh yeah, it's cool hockey and, and it's kind of like it sounded good, but mm -hmm. there's also, you know, if you learn about the languages a little bit more, you learn about the people, you learn about the history, you learn about those common bonds. And uh, yeah, so thanks for bringing me on this guys and uh, 
keep on doing what you're doing. Thank you. Awesome. Thank Thanks. You, awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this interview with Randeep Janda from Hockey Night in Punjabi, our first interview. And now for the following interview, this is an interview with Jimmy, who did the commentary for the hockey night in Vietnamese. And this, Jimmy was awesome. He agreed to come on to the Lingaholics call right after he finished the game. So he was in his studio booth, his whole setup. Uh, so everything in this next interview was the freshest impressions that he had from the game. And we talked all about hockey in Vietnam, some of the language that he used, and hockey in Asia as a growing phenomenon. So, boys, uh, I think this one is going to just keep carrying on the energy of what captured this night. So, you guys ready for this one? Oh, we're ready. So, so Absolutely, yeah. So, wait, what's the background story on this interview? When did you interview him? Okay, so the game, hap- the two games, right? You got to remember these commentators did both games for Hockey Night in Canada that night. They did Toronto, Winnipeg, and then right after... Uh, Vancouver and Ottawa so that was six hours straight so I believe in Vietnam at the time that was from 6 a.m to uh, noon if I'm not mistaken okay because they're weird hours be calling hockey eh? yeah these guys are getting up early but when you listen to these interviews you understand how passionate they are for this game so, and how much it means to them so you caught Jimmy right after he was done Right after the, his right call, after the call. Right? yeah, he finished nice. his shift, and we jumped in and talked right about hockey and another fantastic interview here. So, with that said, let's swing it now to our second interview of this episode, and let's talk to Jimmy. Okay, uh, hello everyone. Uh, today, joining us for this segment of the Lingaholics podcast. We have Jimmy, who uh, was one of the commentators for tonight's Hockey Night in Canada Multilingual Edition, brought to us by uh, Sportsnet and Molson. And Jimmy um, did use one of the two commentators for the Vietnamese broadcast. So um, there were seven languages happening tonight for the broadcast. And um, yes, yeah, so we're really happy to have Jimmy here uh, joining me for this part of the the episode and um, he's fresh off. He just finished doing the, the two games. We had Toronto and Winnipeg and then the Sens and the Canucks. So just want to ask him uh, uh, how does he feel right after here? And um, also uh, how this opportunity came about for him to be able to do the, the broadcast in Vietnamese. And then we'll get into a conversation about um, kind of, I'm in, very interested about uh, hockey in Vietnam and Asia and, his particular yeah. experience so welcome jimmy to our to our podcast thank you ian thanks for having me on the show um where would we like to begin from how i got the opportunity for commentary sure yeah let's start there yeah because i'm all these different languages today I'm, it's curious how all the commentators um came about so yeah for you in particular and doing vietnamese yeah let's start yeah. let's start there um actually i if we're going to begin this story, I'd like to backtrack it a few years. Sure. Um, yeah. So I, I had spent 12 years living in Canada. Okay. First off in uh, Victoria, BC, before mm-hmm. I moved to uh, Sherwood Park, Alberta, which is not oh, too yeah. far from uh, U of A. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and okay. uh, throughout my time in uh, Canada, I started watching hockey and started, you know, really falling in love with it. Yeah. Um, I didn't skate or, or play hockey back then because, you know, kids were skating before they knew how to walk in Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> right. okay. so it went from like a spectator sport for me mostly. And uh, I moved back to uh, Hanoi in uh, at the start of 2016. Okay. Yeah. By um, 2017, I had uh, I found out that there was ice hockey being played in Vietnam, um, and they were welcoming all ages and all levels. Right. Okay. So I I basically turned up to see what that was about. And the very first guy I met at uh, hockey turned out to be uh, uh, Ryan Brennan from uh, Edmonton as well. Oh, okay. So um, basically I met Ryan Brennan and uh, we we started playing hockey. He showed me how to skate and uh, how to play the game. Yeah. And um, we basically started off from, well, I mean, I started off from being an amateur. Ryan's been playing hockey his whole life. And we just kind of built up the hockey movement from there. Um, So how I, how I found out about the job, I I actually didn't look for it at all. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. Another one of our friends, Mark Portel, who was one of the founding members of the ice hockey movement in Hanoi. Yeah. um, Texted me one day and he's like, you have to check your email. Um, There's this job opportunity that, you know, I, I introduced you to, and it's perfect for you. Yeah. So I basically looked at my email and uh, and it was Spock that reached out to me. They were saying we needed to to find commentators in Vietnamese for ice hockey. Right. And I was like, well, you know, this is right up my alley. I, yeah. I didn't know such an opportunity existed. <laughs> right. So I didn't think twice about it. Yeah. Yeah. OK, for sure. So and then just like you said, your time in Canada, you'd become a fan while here. So. I, I did. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and that was also a weird story as well, because even though I had lived in uh, Victoria and in Edmonton, yeah. Um, my favorite team happens to be Calgary. Okay. Um, reason for that was uh, the guys in my, uh, my college class got me into fantasy hockey in the oh, 07, yeah. 08 season. Okay. And uh, my my first round pick was uh, Jerome Iginla, who uh, went on to have a career year, fifty right, yeah, career high ninety eight points. Yeah, yeah. And so I've, you know, I've been following the Flames since uh, I picked Iginla basically every season I could. <laughs> In fantasy. In fantasy, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've been following the team ever since then. I have been. Yeah. I I mean, okay. I've basically followed them through their highs and lows and having <laughs> lived in uh, Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was basically the same story. Like I, I wasn't a fan of Edmonton, but right. living right there, you just kind of have to pay attention. And right. So halfway through McDavid's um, rookie year. Yeah. I moved yeah. back to Vietnam. And so I was never able to, to see McDavid in his prime or, you know, for any reason for that matter. Right. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Um, right. I guess and just being, well, it's kind of funny being a Calgary fan living in Edmonton because the battle of Alberta is so, so big here too. Right. It's kind of fun to like 
when you do have Calgary and Edmonton fans hanging about with each other that uh, right kind of well, build those rivalries makes the games yeah. a lot funner and and because of the whole oil industry around uh northern Alberta like we have a lot of people moving there right right so, like during my time in, in Sherwood Park, I actually saw a lot of uh, Vancouver Canucks flags being oh, yeah. displayed on cars. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> from the yeah people coming from there, yeah, mm-hmm. it's work. Yeah. And um, so in terms of so being in Edmonton, because I know they do have like a big, uh, a fairly big uh, Vietnamese community as well. Because mm-hmm. I know I've taught English as a second language in Edmonton before. That was for my as one of my previous jobs. So um, do you feel hockey or sports in Canada um, have, have made inroads with new people new to Canada, but they kind of get an opportunity to partake in, like you became a fan at first, but then eventually you became, started playing as well, right? Definitely. Um, I mean, I didn't play hockey at all in Canada, but the right. fact that I was able to watch the games and talk hockey yeah, uh-huh. I feel that that was like one of the first steps into integrating into uh, Canadian society. Right. And, right. and like it's, you know, it's the one thing I didn't realize having having lived there for, I don't know, five, six years before I got into hockey. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've heard that lots of my students saying that once you can start talking about sport, and then hockey just in Alberta, it seems to always be. It's always mm-hmm. making the headlines even when right. big trades happen or Definitely, <laughs> like those yeah. highs and the lows, right? They're always, yeah. always going to get attention. Yeah. Uh, I remember hanging around in sports bars in, in Sherwood Park and like yeah. some of the old timers were still talking about that Gretzky trade. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. So you'll get lots of reminiscing, especially like with mm-hmm. oil fans in the, the 1980s. Yeah. And I mean, um, I don't blame them. I mean, I would have loved to live in Edmonton in the 80s as well. Right, right. Because that was like mm-hmm, that the prime of Oilerdom. Mm-hmm. But hopefully with McDavid, they uh, they can kind of relive some of that. Yeah, um, well, I mean, it's phenomenal what he's been able to do between him and uh, Dreisaitl. Oh, yeah, no, just, no. Yeah, setting league records year after year now. No, yeah, no, the top two scores in the league. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good a good challenge for Calgary um, right. here in the division. So I'm just curious then, uh, Jimmy, so, so accepting this job here, um, obviously with, with our show, like with languages and hockey itself has so much uh like vocabulary particular to hockey like mm-hmm. power play icing offside uh the celly i think the kids call a celebration right. now kind of thing so um i was just i'm just curious from the linguistic side of things how was like did you have to come up with some of these terms or were they already kind of there or how did like did you have to play with the language and then in the broadcast tonight how did you was it just easy to 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 integrate like while using it? Like I'm just curious on the, the language side, right? How what what the experience was like showing it for like Vietnamese viewers? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't much work to do. Um, the the play play by play itself, like I was basically describing what they were doing, like player movements yeah. and skating back and forth. So right. that was all done in Vietnamese. 
Uh and um, all of the hockey lingo, like uh, power play and, you know, slap shots, uh, wraparounds, <laughs> right, stuff yeah. like that. I basically just used English, um, uh -huh, okay. you know, yeah. knowing that my, my audience are Vietnamese speakers, but they all live in Canada. Right. So it's okay. not something that they're oblivious to if they're already watching hockey. Right, right. Okay. So you didn't feel like you had to like... Did you feel at any time that you had to explain the game or you could just, just jump into like describing the action and what was happening? I basically went straight into describing the action. Like I didn't want to insult my, uh, my audience no, 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 sure. <laughs> by like explaining every little details. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I, I was, you know, I, I basically would expect that whoever is watching hockey in Vietnamese to already right. know a lot of the game terminology right yeah they have okay they have the background mm -hmm. knowledge because i know sometimes that's um uh people in the united states that don't watch hockey sometimes even like an english broadcast they're oblivious to it kind of thing mm -hmm. so yeah right. sometimes it's funny it's funny how yeah it doesn't no matter the language group people are already into it or they're not into it about mm -hmm. knowing the languages so um okay so then during the games tonight was there any like memorable moments that stood out to you with, like because that's what that was kind of the fun for me bouncing around between the different languages was hearing like I, I don't speak any arabic or any hindi or at all but kind of mm -hmm. just hearing the emotion like a slap shot or a big save and a big goal right. so um like any big moments with that that you remember yeah well there was the uh the joe thornton wraparound goal yes in, yeah that's right yeah game. yeah yeah. And uh, I was just talking to my co-commentator before the game. I said, hey, look, uh, Toronto has some massive stars on their teams. They do. I mean, yeah. you look at the uh, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner pair on the top line. Yeah. Like, that's not the only thing they have. No. Um, yeah, I, I was explaining to him how Toronto was stacked throughout <laughs> all four lines. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, yeah, look at this old guy, Joe Thornton, on, on like the <laughs> bottom line. He's been around right. the league forever, and he still got it. Yeah, oh yeah, and, absolutely. Um, my my co-commentator is a uh, professional soccer commentator. Oh, okay. So yeah. he doesn't know anything about hockey, right? And so basically, he he took my words for everything <laughs> I said. Right, right. And and when Joe Thornton scored that goal, he's like, "Oh, okay, I see. You know, I see what you're <laughs> right. trying to tell me earlier. Yeah, the old for man sure. still got it." <laughs> Yeah, that beard can be deceptive because, mm -hmm. yeah, well, I think that's because Patrick Barlow just broke the longest, like most games played. But I think Joe, Joe Thornton's not too, too far behind. On that He's list. not too far behind. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So, okay. Yeah, so I believe just... they were drafted in the same year too. So. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then, so your co-commentators kind of give him the quick, the quick notes on it and then. So how did he feel like, okay, because soccer obviously different from hockey. Mm -hmm. um, like, was he, um, like, seeing that, like, players like Joe Thornton, like, was he pretty impressed or excited by some of the action? Like, because hockey's obviously different from, like, a soccer well, game. Yeah, he was, he was kind of blown away by the entire game. Just the fact that uh, the speed of the game itself is so fast. Yeah, I mean, uh -huh. soccer, you would have build up from one end of the pitch to the other, and that could take minutes for the ball to go to the other end. Right, right. Hockey, it's just like a blink of an eye. <laughs> right, one end, and then it's off yeah. to the 
the other end. that and then there's all the uh the skating and, and all the stick handling so right. that's completely yeah. different from soccer like you're basically you'd have to be a good skater you know have good footwork and then and then like your puck control would have to be top notch as well right so he's never seen anything like it okay. and uh during the the highlight clips uh around intermission yeah like there was a whole bunch of deeks and uh players scoring goals from just batting the puck out in mid air right, right and he was blown away by all of that <laughs> okay. as well just the right yeah it's just completely different skill set than <laughs> and soccer okay right. so in terms of um cuz i did read um i did read one article i think where they were quoting you um that keith sent me and uh uh so in in hanoi in vietnam like what is it like to play hockey there because and i think is it kind of most of asia too like lots of rinks are just in like shopping malls so that's the that's the place where people can play and go skate and kind of get a feel for what hockey's like even if you're not say if you're just skating not even playing hockey yeah yeah, most of the ice skating rinks um, in Asia that I've seen are in shopping malls, and uh, Vietnam's no different. Right, um, right. So there's this corporation called Vingroup, and, and they own um, Vincom Mega Malls. Those are like their uh, shopping center, shopping mall uh, systems. Right. And uh -huh. uh, they're the only ones that have uh, skating rinks in the country right now. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so uh, there's one in Hanoi, one in Saigon, and a couple other ones across the country. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then, um, so are, are people starting to, like, try it out there? Like, I'm not sure, like, how new is hockey in Vietnam? Like, is it always kind of been there and just growing? Like, I mean, how popular is it, kind of? Um, it's, it's not popular at all. Yeah, yeah, okay. Play in, in a shopping mall means we would have people passing by and uh, they'd spend a minute to just watch the game from see outside. See what's going on. And... See what's going on, mostly out of curiosity. Right, and right. Like, oh, hey, look at a bunch of guys on skates, you know, fiddling a puck around. <laughs> right. But, uh, like the thought of getting them to put skates on and go on the ice is a whole nother uh, story. Right, right. I mean, okay. most of them have never skated. And so the fact that you're making them think about putting skates on, <laughs> right. like that's pretty daunting for them. Right, right. Yeah, especially, well, skating is such a skill that usually develop like when you're younger, but then, yeah, so it, for adults, it can kind of, because everyone's kind of wobbly at first and then right. getting your balance. And yeah. Okay. Because I'm just curious, because I, I watched a video here afterwards about, hockey in asia and then especially with the the olympics coming up to china mm -hmm. like the winter olympics right. in 2022 right. that i guess maybe not just vietnam specifically but then just across asia if uh like i think china is investing lots with like the rinks that they're building and mm -hmm. like if it is a growing sport there and i know like the nhl's done some preseason games in china the last right or like 2020 obviously mm -hmm. but yeah just trying to grow the game somewhat there for the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think the NHL is taking the exact same step as the NBA did with uh -huh. uh, expanding into uh, potential markets, like untapped markets. Right. Uh -huh. and when you look yeah. at the population of China of over a billion people, 
like that market has a huge potential right right and uh right a billion people so then obviously um all these like very populous asian countries so that but you kind of find a bit of a talent pool to to have a, a national team then that's gonna exactly. make it a lot more exciting right yeah. for the local and i mean even if it's not you know a talent pool that they they want to uh, tap into the fact that there's so much potential in that market uh-huh i know the nhl or sorry the nba has done a great job of uh marketing the nba in china and so most of the chinese people you would talk to now probably know a thing or two about an nba team Right, right. And so the NHL is probably following that footstep. Right. I know that China has a KHL team now. If right. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Expanding in that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. So definitely in the future, um, place to watch for a growing, growing audience. Mm-hmm. So for sure. Yeah. Okay. That's really, yeah. It's really interesting just from, cause you kind of like, cause I know hockey, it's, seems like it's just North American, European, but then if like a whole other continent takes it on, then it's going to make mm-hmm. international play. Right. Yeah, really interesting. Um, so I'm just curious on what you thought of, not just with Vietnamese, but with Sportsnet and Molson kind of coming up with this idea to communicate with just a broader audience in general. Cause I'm not sure. I like to, I'm curious when we interview um, Randeep about, like I'm sure most of the audience is still Canadian from these different, like in Canada at this moment, mm-hmm, um, yeah. viewing this. But just how you feel, like if it's efforts like this, because um, like right in a hockey night in Punjabi now, it's been such an established thing on TV. Like mm-hmm. even when I was a kid, like it's just it's kind of just always been there. So just curious if you see some of these other languages kind of becoming planted in the in the rotation with languages because. Like I know before I've, I've read some articles, I know Hockey Night did some of the indigenous languages in Canada as well. Right. So just how you see if, if it, this is reaching a, a wider community. It's definitely reaching a wider community. Um, when you have foreign language speakers living in Canada, mm-hmm. you know they're coming from somewhere and they have families and, and friends from somewhere. Right, and right. So the fact that we're reaching out to the audience living in Canada Mm-hmm. Like they're probably going to talk about that with their friends and their families from, you know, their, their other countries. Right. So this is one of the steps to, to growing the game for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just even something as simple as a, a five second highlight clip, but if it has commentary say, and like mm-hmm. Hindi or Vietnamese or you know, like just little things like that. And then, yeah. So being here in Canada, but then sharing it. Um, exactly like that well i mean i i try i tried to share the uh, multilingual link to my friends in vietnam but uh there's some geographic restrictions oh okay okay right so that's one of the obstacles in in reaching out to a broader audience but Mm -hmm. i mean that's probably beyond our control with all the copyrights that uh, the other entities are subject to so, I mean, that's definitely a, still a work in progress, but I'm sure we'll get there one day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just on like the technical side and uh, yeah, and time zone wise and everything. So, 
Um, okay. So if you were invited to do this again, like if, like I'm hoping maybe be really interesting just here with our language podcast and being fans of sports. Like if this was a yearly, like before, it seems like every day right now with the, the way the NHL season is, it's like, it's always hockey day in Canada, but before mm-hmm. like that was the one day when you had all the Canadian teams playing each other. So right. uh, it'd, be, it'd be really cool if um, like Sportsnet and Molson made this like a yearly occurrence, even like mm-hmm. this is multilingual night and right. Uh, to show keep showcasing um mm-hmm. this so uh definitely yeah like it, so would you do it again then if you had the opportunity absolutely yeah <laughs> right <laughs> cool cool so um okay so we have kind of a, a geeky audience sometimes with, with languages is there one can you teach just for our podcast listeners one vietnamese phrase that applies to hockey like the funnest one that people listening can they can say practice this phrase to say and yeah. for any any hockey term i guess yeah um so um when a player shoots in vietnamese i would say uh diem, which is to finish okay right. and and when the puck goes in i would say vow which is like goal of course oh okay and so you know like i was joking r- around with ryan earlier saying Mark David Zidium. Right. Would you do it like a soccer goal too? How they carry on, like then go a whole minute sometimes, like like really drag out the goal sound. Um, I I would try to, but I mean, hockey is such a fast game that you don't <laughs> right. yeah, you yeah. really have the opportunity to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. When, when a soccer player scores a goal, like he would spend the next minute celebrating that goal. <laughs> right. And with hockey, it's just like, okay, well, you know, the, the puck goes in, you go around uh, back to the bench for a glove tap with all the boys and, yeah. uh, and then uh, you're expecting a face off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not even a commercial break. Sometimes. Yeah. Right to it. Um, awesome. Um, okay. So Jimmy, I just got uh, one more question here um, related back to hockey. So I know you're a Calgary Flames fan mm-hmm. and uh, Jerome McGinley being your favorite player, but we're going to ask all our guests at the end of this. Um, so this season, kind of a weird season. Uh, I'm not even sure exactly how the third round of the playoffs is working yet. Mm-hmm. If they're reseeding, but uh, can you give us your 2021 Stanley Cup prediction, Stanley Cup winner prediction? Stanley year. Cup winner. Mm. Um, you'll probably hear this every year, but if it's going to be a Canadian team, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are taking it this year. <laughs> this is the year? <laughs> this is the year. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's not the first time you've heard it, but no. out of all the Canadian teams, I think Toronto has the best chance. For sure. And they have the best depth going into the postseason as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that uh, like the Because Nick Foligno played tonight too, right? He so. did, yeah. He joined them in and yeah, they definitely do have, they do have depth for sure. So, mm-hmm. okay. Cause I know yeah, there's always the talk of Toronto here and the, the parade, <laughs> parade would be like if they, yeah. uh, if they won. So, okay. So for the Toronto fans out there, so that's, that's Jimmy, that's your pick then. <laughs> You're welcome Toronto fans. <laughs> yeah. So i don't know vancouver vancouver's been three and four since they came back from 
their Corona battles. So I don't know if Vancouver can make a, a late push, but. Well, when you look at uh, their injury list, uh, I think Peterson's out for a while. Ooh, so, right. yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, I mean, like I would like to see Vancouver make the Stanley cup final again, mm-hmm. but please don't riot this time. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it peaceful. (laughs) Tranquil, tranquil. Okay. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Jimmy, for being part of this uh, um, three three segment interviews that we're doing kind of to capture the the spirit and the the game of hockey and then just how it got tied to multilingualism tonight. So it was Mm -hmm. lots of fun watching and uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you and uh, I hope uh, I hope hockey in Hanoi and all of Vietnam just keeps growing and people get to discover the game. Thank you for your well wishes, Ian. It was great to meet you too. Um, tell Keith and Randeep uh, greetings from the Vietnamese team. Absolutely. And, uh, hopefully we get to have another chat one of these days soon. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our second interview with Jimmy, who did the Vietnamese broadcast. And now we have one more interview here. And this was the guy who originally accepted to come onto the podcast and talk about his experience. And his name is Keith Fong, who did the Cantonese broadcast. Now, how I got a hold of Keith is so Sportsnet and Molson were advertising this night early in April and I was like oh wow that's happening so I was just kind of keeping my eye on Twitter watching what was happening and sure enough uh, one of the guys was like hey I'm going to be one of the commentators for this night and that was Keith and Marcus uh, can you tell everybody where Keith was located and kind of his connection to hockey yeah so I was on this interview as well I was on this call and Keith was located and is located in Hong Kong mm-hmm. where they uh, right. uh, they have quite the particular place of, of playing hockey, like where the actual ranks are located. Now I'm not going to give it away. No, I'm not going to give it away. So, in the interview. so we'll have to, we'll have to wait until the interview, but it's pretty interesting. It's, it's really unconventional. Playing, it's unconventional to say the least. Quite playing hockey in Hong Kong is a thing. You yeah, know what? Man. It's more than a thing. It's like, what? It's big time, yeah. Hockey, it's exploding in, in Hong Kong, yeah. Okay, well, I'm really looking forward to listening to that because I wasn't in on many of these interviews, right? So I'm looking forward to You're listening gonna to that. You're going to love this one, Cody. This, this is just your big, type man. of interview. Exactly. This is and... just your type of interview. And there's uh-huh. some good Cantonese goodies in there as well for you. Great. I know you don't speak Cantonese yet, but yet. still. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, went in, we went into some uh, Mandarin uh jargon as well terminology so some good stuff for you there but awesome okay nice awesome yeah so i guess with that being said are we going to throw it over to keith we're going to throw it to keith here folks so interview number three this episode to really capture what it was all about so here we go three two one here we go keith Hello, everyone. And right now we have our next interview of this episode, all about uh, Hockey Night in Canada multilingual edition that happened last night on Sportsnet and the 
partnership with Molson. And today we have one of the commentators who did the Cantonese broadcast, so one of the seven languages, and his name is uh, Keith Fong. So Keith, welcome to our welcome to our podcast. Oh, thank you, thank you for having me on. Awesome. So Keith was uh, basically I saw the ad for this um, multilingual night about the start of April or so, and uh, really caught my eye just out of nowhere because all of a sudden. Um, I saw the ad with all the different languages that were happening and uh, mm-hmm. started scouring through social media and on Twitter, I came across, came across Keith announcing that he was going to be doing uh, the commentary for uh, the Cantonese broadcast. So just want to ask you, sorry, Keith, so how this opportunity came about and uh, kind of your relationship and story with uh, the game of hockey. Yeah, sure. Um well, how this opportunity came about was actually through my friend Scott, which actually did the play-by-play, the, the Cantonese play-by-play. So I was there as a color commentary. Um, so I, I worked with Scott actually before um, uh, doing a, a, another Cantonese game, but that was actually during the 2017 Asian Winter Games. So you had like, you know, the, the four or five, um, uh, you know, Asian you know, teams. So, uh, you know, Scott uh, was asked to, you know, uh, if he was interested in doing the Cantonese uh, play-by-play and obviously Scott decided to ask me to, hey, you want to you wanna do this? And the first thing I said, yeah, for sure. I think that'd be, that'd be kind of cool, um, <laughs> you know, and, and I said, well, but still, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about, you know, certain terms or all, all this stuff. Like, ah, don't worry, you know, there's a lot of the stuff you can just probably just use, use the, for instance, names, right? So uh, uh, previously right. they, some, uh, some may have already got some Chinese names, right? Um, however, um, but not every player because you got so many new players and stuff. So instead of just doing the Chinese names and, and just, you know, people will probably be more related to it in the English names, right? So um, uh-huh. I, th- I think we kind of stuck with that. And there's, and there's some terms we can, you know, talk about that later on. But uh, um, yeah, basically that was the opportunity. And I said, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to do it. Um, maybe I'll just let you real quick know a bit of my background. Um, sure. Originally, yeah. actually, originally from uh, Vancouver, Canada, and I uh, moved to Hong Kong in uh, about 1999, so about 21, 22 years. Right. Yeah. Um, I've been actually in the hockey um, industry, I guess you can say, of all places uh, for the all 21 years. So I got to Hong Kong uh, with a company called Asia Sports, and you know we, we basically organized a lot of leagues, uh, tournaments around the region. Um, and just basically, uh, yeah, throughout my whole year, uh, whole 21 years in Hong Kong, I've just been in, in organizing hockey. Uh, I've refereed, um, and it was part of the, um, uh, um, uh, some of the IIHF, um, events. So, right. uh, quite a neat experience basically overall, I can say, and I'm still, um, in the hockey industry, I guess you can say. So my, my company now, uh, you know, we, we do a lot of events and, and, and tournaments and around Asia. So, this is where I am. That's super yeah. interesting, Keith. Could you just take a moment and elaborate a little bit on um, the Chinese name versus their their yeah. real names? Yeah. Um, so yeah, they. For instance, like if you if you said the city names, right? Those are the very common, right? So you know, Vancouver, we say one goa. So we just say you know what you know one goa. So it's like Vancouver team, right? Um, yeah. However, for instance, like some of the names, like. Like last night, what Tanner Pearson, right, or or yeah. um, you know Alex uh-huh. Edler, right. So, uh, not all like players. Some players may have some, some names, um, um, but keep in mind too. There's also some sometimes a little bit different translation. So, say the Mandarin name and the Cantonese name, 
uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it may be a little bit different, although it's still Chinese. Yes. Uh, hear me out. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, uh, so they, we decided to stick with the English names and um, uh, even some of the ter- terminology, like, so this is like we would say icing, but, you know, during the, during right. the um, uh, commentary, you know, Scott would, would maybe just quickly mention, oh, icing is actually Seikau, right? And we have a, you know, like a little term we can, we can mention that. So the, the Cantonese, um, uh, audience can kind of relate to it too, and then start to get to know it, right? So, so how does that work, though? How does that direct translation work exactly? You know, very good question. So, um, uh, you know, when when I was asking um, my one of my friends from Shanghai, and I was like, "Hey, there's maybe some terminologies I, I, I can you can you help me out with?" He goes, "Yeah, but not all are are are, are correct, and all some have it, some don't, and then there's actually some that are maybe a little." Uh, um, maybe not as like the official name, but it's actually kind of a, a, a neat name. So I'll give you an example, like power play, right? So uh-huh. actually no, no word for power play, but in Mandarin, it's actually right? It's, it, it's kind of like a power, you know, really play, right? But uh-huh. in Cantonese, you know, they actually say, you know, a, a little different where it actually relates to like, you know, I, I'm outnumbering you. If this oh, is okay. out, I'm outnumbering okay. you situation. So this is actually the power yeah. play. So um, and then <laughs> right. people kind of re- relate to that a little better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, that's super interesting. And what about with player names? How does that um, work? Yeah, the player's name, we just basically just, just uh, mention it, the English names. Um, okay, you, do, you do that. Because I was watching the German uh, right. feed and some other languages, like, some other languages, and they just said the English names. Yeah, same with us too. We, we right. did, I think when we, when we when we were discussing in the production, we just said, yeah, just stick with the English names. It's, right. it's probably just more uh, uniform when, when everyone does the same thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because hockey has such its own lingo with uh, wraparound, selly, offside, exactly. all of this. Right. And it was interesting because each language did have a like a little guide that like you yes, can download right. on the Sportsnet website. So, yes. yeah, it was just from a from a language point of view being like, yeah, hockey itself, like even if you're an English speaker, that if you have no idea about hockey, yeah. like it's going to be a lot of terminology. Even uh, when I first got to Hong Kong, um, when you know I was, I was like, okay, well, well, okay, this is hockey, and, and then people would tell me uh, the Chinese name of it. Uh, even back then, they they they, they had to translate a Bing Sun Guan Kao in four words, right? But mm-hmm. in China, we actually it's actually very simple. It's called Bing Kao Bing Chao. So um, we were actually corrected because you know actually the, what I was saying the four words actually it's not actually ice hockey it refers to bandy you know bandy when they play in that that's super big soccer field and you have 11 players skating yeah around I, you, and... hey guess what i used to play that yeah, <laughs> when i was i i, I uh, partially grew up in sweden <laughs> okay. and that's pretty big there yeah so so that so the chinese name at that time was like that and we got corrected they well no 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 that's it, even though it's directly saying that you're on ice with a crooked stick you know mean a hockey <laughs> stick Right. Um, it's it's actually no, we have to go like say it through the, the the China way, which is you know Bing Kao. So we actually kind of changed that terminology um, uh, with actually within this thing like, about what twenty years, I guess, when huh. uh, here in Hong Kong. So yeah, so that that was like a type of uh, vocabulary, you know, that was that was quite neat and different and. And even so, too, some some people here will say they the four letter um, Chinese word, but as I know, that's a different sport. It's, even though it's, I know you're referring to ice hockey. Yeah. So how big is? You mentioned that you worked with hockey in Hong Kong, but how big is hockey in Hong Kong and in China? 
Oh, um, let's just start with Hong Kong. So when I first got to Hong Kong in 1999, we only had one small rink we played out of, which is, you know, right now probably what, three on three, four, four at most, okay? And there were about six teams, you know, maybe 50 players or 60 players. But uh, as of today, I would say easily over a thousand players. No way. Wow. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of kids playing now, at least close to maybe a thousand kids. Uh, we have two new rinks um, that are coming on board uh, that are NHL size. Uh, but the rinks here in, in Hong Kong are actually quite different. They're all malls. Okay. Right. So yeah. it's, um, it's, it's good and bad in a way. Where the bad part is, is that they don't have proper netting. We can't play there because it'll just fly and hit someone. We get sued and we're going to be in trouble, right? <laughs> right. But also safety. Um, yeah. but, the, but the good part is, is that actually when we're playing, uh, it attracts a lot of crowd, obviously, right? People are just like, hey, what's going on? I've never seen it, okay? So one, what that does is actually the, the, the kids that go by there, there was, there was so many kids that have grown up playing hockey. I said, well, how did you get into hockey? Well, I went to a mall. I saw this, and it was really cool. So I wanted is, to is that why they have it, to promote it? Uh, well, I think it was also because if you did a standalone rink here in Hong Kong, let's say, or actually now you could probably have enough players that will support it, but before – you know, uh-huh. you're not going to have a standalone rink and have like maybe 100 people, you know, playing. And not be able the mall's to the best place. Right? Mall's the best place. And also yeah. the malls, they, it's kind of like a, a tool for them too now. It's kind of like a theater, a bowling alley, right? So you have an ice rink. Well, I'm going to come in and skate for a couple of hours. And I'm going to go shop. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so that's why they, they have that as a attraction, you know, to bring more shoppers in and, 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 and skaters in, right? And do they, do so, they play um, games there? Oh yeah, yeah. We, we everything. We, oh yeah, we, we we have leagues here, um, uh, contact leagues as well, and just you know beer league <laughs> in the malls. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the only place we can play. Yeah, that's always awesome. got an audience though. Yeah, yeah. No, then, I'm. I'd love to see the, it. Yeah, and then the one another good point is that you know uh, with with people watching, let's say, right, it's probably easier. And I would say nothing's easy, but um, to attract more sponsors. Because, you know, when you're wearing their jersey, we got their, you know, um, uh, banners or whatever. Well, they want people to see, right? If you are in a standalone building and there's no fans, you know, just, you just, it's just your mom and dad watching, okay? <laughs> no eyeballs, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that's that. Um, uh, the other question was uh, how big is in China? It's, it's, it's getting really big because of the 2022 um, uh, Winter Olympics in Beijing. It's getting a big push oh. from, the, from the government. Yeah. So um, with China, it's, you know, there's, it's, it's such a massive country. And you know, with the government, and once the government actually decides to want to, you know, like promote something, everyone's behind it. So, uh, you know, a lot of rinks are getting filled right now. A lot of players, um, not just hockey, like I said, in um, ice sports because of the Winter Olympics push. So, uh, yeah, it's it's getting pretty big. And I guess I'll answer maybe uh, you didn't ask, but maybe Southeast Asia, hot yeah, bed, okay, yeah, um, there are more and more rinks getting um, uh, built right now. I would say a place like Thailand. They have a pretty, they have pretty, actually quite a bit of hockey players, kids playing right now. No and way. And their national team is actually pretty, pretty good because they're, they're all fit and, and, uh, you know, they skate like, like the wind too, right? Yeah. They, you know, they're getting some, you know, pretty, getting up a pretty good program and more ranks are getting built because, you know, it's not like, you know, maybe say back in Canada, you just go outdoors in the wintertime skate, right? And then we're, yeah. we're talking about like 30 degrees, you know, year round. <laughs> the right? facilities, yeah. Exactly. So um, they're getting a couple of rings built, uh, but you know, place like you know Singapore will have a ring. Uh, Malaysia has has a ring. You know, they're the pockets of, of teams um, there. But okay, would you say level play is, is really up here compared to Canada? Obviously, no. But uh, you know, everywhere is growing. You know, uh, we uh-huh. were the first. Uh, our company was the first one to do like a tournament in 
in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia in 2000, year 2000. Now they're, they have a national team, they have a rank, you know, they have a, you know, they're the, they're a federation, IHF member, you know, all that stuff is, is you, you see them grow. Uh, same with Thailand, same with Philippines, you know, we've been there to kind of help, help them. And every, all those places have a, um, a, a good hockey program, you know, that's, that's starting up right now. And, and they're going to be improving once you get more and more rinks getting built. And do people follow the NHL? Yeah, that's my guys. Oh, yeah. I was just going to ask yes. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, it, it, the technology nowadays, especially the last few years, you know, we are allowed to you know, log on and watch a game, right? Uh-huh. Whereas, let's say before, you know, we would, you know, we would maybe get a few highlights and, you know, back then, you know, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, kind of pre you know, internet, you know, yeah. high speed stuff, right? So it was typical. Right. Now it's much easier, right? You know, I mean, like I said, you can get the NHL package, we watch all the games online anytime, um, anywhere, right? So, yeah, it's definitely a, a, a very helpful that, you know, we're able to, to get, you know, be able to, you know, buy this you know, NHL package to, to watch more games. Yeah. And then I guess, so last night's broadcast being unique and that like doing it in all these different languages. So do you feel like, um, cause Marcus and I like both, like I'm kind of a beginner German le- learner and Marcus has been speaking it for a while, but like l- watching the German last night, I was like, Oh wow. Like I can, I'm getting a whole new experience, like watching this in German. So do you think for like the Cantonese viewers and the Cantonese audience last night that it kind of gave a new experience for them? Oh yeah, hundred percent for sure. Um, it was uh, obviously once I, you know, found out we were you know committed to to or you know to to do the candidate process. I kind of messaged you know people out, and yeah, I had a lot of um, uh, a lot of people you know messages us back. Oh, this is great! You know, yeah. we, we want this. I, I think one of uh, one of uh, one of the comments that, that struck me out was a. Uh, was a friend. Um, he goes, oh, I, I, I like that. I watch your, you know, the, the Cantonese puzzle. And one thing that was great is actually my wife watched it with me because it was in Cantonese. So now she's willing to listen uh-huh. to it. And she actually learned the game a lot more by listening to that as opposed to, let's say, maybe just sitting there and just, you know, watching some guys skate back. Right. So that was, that was, that was quite neat. And it was, it was great. You know, hopefully the wife would, you know, watch more games. You know, <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. That. Well, allow him to watch it. And so we understand. <laughs> So you were able to watch it in Hong Kong and China? Yes. Okay. Yeah, correct. Just making sure because sometimes when you watch foreign streams, they don't allow it, right? Yeah, the, the, uh, the NHL.com, let's say, it's, 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 it's allowed, so it's not, not an issue. Nice. You know? It's actually even better, too, because sometimes if you're, I would say, back home, but if you're in Canada, there's certain areas that are blacked out, right, because of, of regional um, area, whereas actually, you know, we're overseas, right? We're inter- internationally, so we can watch all the games. You know, there's no blackouts at all. Right. Oh, that's awesome. That's so annoying when that happens to us. <laughs> you know, yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. it is very annoying. Sports blackouts. Um, so, how did you find the the experience of calling the game? Because when I talked with Jimmy uh, last night, and his friend that he was doing it with um, had uh, experience doing commentary for soccer, and what blew him away was like the speed of the of the game too. So he mm. said, in soccer, you can kind of like. Like as you're doing commentary, just slowly build up with plays, but with hockey so quickly. So did you find like you were as you're doing the commentary, you're kind of finding like your pace and rhythm with the with the games? Yeah. I, um, um, so you know, a part my partner to do the play by play, Scott Yang. Yeah, he was he was actually he was awesome. You know, his, his play by play, like I was, was listening to again, it was it's rare on the dot and wow, how he kind of puts the pieces. I got the easy job, you know, I just did three <laughs> right. plays and just you know, analyze it. And, and that's what I was watching. And, 
I think that was one reason why Scott actually asked me was because, uh, you know, number one, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I did a lot of refereeing, so I, I know the rules. I know the, um, right, um, right. Uh, the, the, the what, what's going on. So uh, I'll give you an example, right? So uh, last night during the Canucks-Ottawa game, I was watching the play, and, 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 and right away I knew it was a penalty shot that was called, uh, right? So yeah, I was yeah. called because, so, you know, I'm thinking, I'm looking at the referee pointing center ice, right? And, and right away, hey, there's a penalty shot coming out. I'm pretty sure, blah, blah, blah. You know, they did the replay, and then, yes, it is a penalty shot because – Tyler Myers just went to the bench instead of the penalty box, and you know, <laughs> right. kind of kids, yeah. you know the guy sitting around the center gets a penalty shot. You know? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the the you know back to like you know the, the the I got like I said I got the easy part where I was doing a lot of the more the analysis, um, right. and even just sometimes let's say some you know, some fun things that I think as a not a super not a really really beginner um, audience, but maybe like I'd be watching a little bit, but I want to know a little more. Okay, so, uh-huh. um, you know, I'll give you an example, uh, um, you know, maybe they didn't know, they didn't really fall hockey, well, this, you know, Canucks team was COVID, you know, now, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, not maybe not 100%, um, you know, things a little bit like that. Um, also, if you're watching right now, there's no fans. Right. Okay. Because some people actually don't know that. Well, how come there's no fans there, right? So we mentioned that. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, the COVID situation. And there right. are some in the U.S. Canada were restricted, and you know, hopefully we'll go back to normal, you know, very soon. You know, type of thing, something like that, right? Right. So, so in case someone is watching, just sat there and well, why is it like this? And then they, they hopefully they'll understand, you know, certain things. Try yeah. to teach, or probably teach, kind of try to pass more information to the audience. Give the context uh, of exactly. what's happening in this game, because correct. So, yeah. so, so, Keith, when a certain situation happened on the, on the ice, did you find yourself explaining the rules to the viewers? Um, a little bit, because we we were told that the you know the the kind of the audience that um, most likely is going to be is not just like you know guys someone have never watched hockey before. It's more like um, they may watch a little bit and they kind of wanted to want the experience of of listening to Cantonese um, mm-hmm. um, uh, language. So right. again, it, it kind of again helps them um, to understand the game more. So that's kind right. of where we were at, where we were kind of told. So um, yes, but there are some rules. I thought that I thought that it was not just like you know, for instance, oh, it's offside. We're not going to go explain what offside is because it's right, right, game. right. But let's say for a penalty shot, uh-huh. okay, well, why did that happen, right? So yeah. you know, this doesn't always happen. No. So uh, you know, we 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 kind of explained that a little bit and. And then um, I remember, the, I forgot who shot that, but it, he missed. And then we kind of said, well, because maybe it, or before he was hooked, he went backhand, but maybe this time he wanted to, you know, you know, change it up on Hopi and choose forehand or something like that. So yeah, um, right. they understand it's not always, you know, one way that people can kind of change how the game is. And um, I know I keep talking about the Vancouver Ottawa game. One thing we were saying that it was, it was actually great because it had everything, right? They, yeah. had, they had goals, they had a penalty shot, they had a, a high sticking double minor you know they had right. you know, like every got a goalie change you know they had yeah right? yeah right murray like, went like, out and right and yeah and then, oh, so you got the whole here's another, scenarios here's another rule i i, I want to explain was okay so um, you know when matt murray i uh, got got the pe- tripping call before he left the game right he got the tripping call and i explained yeah. well you know because we were always saying like, okay someone has a penalty has to go to the penalty box someone has a penalty has to go to the penalty box Okay, well, in this situation, I was saying, well, when the goalie gets it, you don't yeah. have to go to the penalty box. Someone else goes. Because they might actually yeah. think that, right? Like, well, yeah, why isn't the goalie? goalie? Yeah. yeah. Open that right? penalty so, box. So that was, I just got picked out. I was okay, well, yeah, you know, I didn't want to, yeah, I, I want to be more educational, right? So kind of like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. the goalie has it, but, you know, someone on the ice has to serve it, you know, something like that. 
you know, kind of educate them, you know, for that. Yeah, definitely. So, okay. So being from Vancouver, am I assuming Vancouver is your team? Or or I did see on Twitter, you had a jet shirt. Was it you with the jet shirt on or was that? (laughs) No, jet shirt was Scott. Oh, that was Scott. Okay. Sorry. Right. Okay. Yeah, I would I would say painfully and a little bit sometimes. You know, Vancouver is such a you know frustrating team. <laughs> they are like you know um, when when they expect to lose, like you know when they come back from COVID, everybody oh, you know we yeah. lucky if it's you know under double digit, we lucky this, lucky this, right? Uh-huh. They pull off a win, two wins, right? Yeah. Okay. When they win, guess what? Oh, we're gonna beat Ottawa. We're gonna yeah. you know we're gonna take all the game. They yeah. lose to Ottawa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a, it's a really love hate you know kind of. Yeah relationship but yeah you know i i i had to i have to admit i am a, you know, a vancouver fan no no coming That's from vancouver for sure. yeah, I'm, I'm sorry i'm wearing the hat yeah i know i saw that i was gonna say something but okay i won't i won't i won't, I won't <laughs> sorry no i'm not gonna say anything this is wearing a boss <laughs> 2011 <laughs> this is this is another um thing where we're supposed to expect it to win right we're up two games to nothing yeah. you know and then yeah i'm anyway, sorry i don't want to I'm sorry. Let's not go there. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a Boston Bruins hat for the listeners. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just thought it's cause uh, it was just funny talking to Jimmy last night. Cause he's a Calgary fan. So it's just interesting. I'm always curious. Cause like uh, people have come to Canada born here and like me, myself, like I'm from Alberta, but I'm a New Jersey devil fan. So it's, I'm just always interested in hearing how people's fandoms come about, but yeah, tied to the the place that you're from, oftentimes like that explains. I, I, I think also uh, I I was kind of watching hockey just at the end of 1981 and then 82. That's okay. when we went to the cup final. So I was like, wow, the whole school's talking about it and this and that kind of right. really. Okay, we're really good. We got to the finals, and well, I had to wait <laughs> another 12 years <laughs> for right. the next final and you know things like that so um i think that's where i obviously got it from it just happens that you know that year where i really start you know getting into hockey we got to the final and it's, obviously you just fell in love with the with the game and, and and the team absolutely absolutely uh okay so part of this um how do you so i was talking to jimmy as well about this and how mm-hmm. do you think um with this hockey night in canada uh, multilingual edition that this is could be something that they keep uh and we'll be talking with randeep about this as well like this could be something that could be like on a uh, annual basis like and adding more languages as well like um do you feel like it's this is the right initiative to kind of keep growing the game in this way like a night like last night oh absolutely um you know we always talk about diversity in canada is is a very is obviously coming from born there it's it's a diverse country right and we want to include you know, as many um, languages out there. Um, it's funny, again, when I was, uh, you know, posted my, into an Instagram, I was going to do Cantonese, and my friends from Indonesia was like, hey, what about Indonesian? I, said, well, <laughs> right. I, I, don't, make, I don't make that decision, sorry. <laughs> you know, right. but, you know, like there's a in, in, in Indonesian national team that they'd be interested to listen to, right? So, yeah, yeah I, I definitely think that they, 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 they should, whether it's an annual or even, you know, why not even do it on all, all the games possible, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh-huh. sure there's 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 a, a market for for um, you know uh, as many you know nationalities out there that they can do, and uh, it'll be great, yeah, if if, if they can uh, um, you know have more you know languages available to everybody if possible. For sure, for sure. Uh, all right, Marcus, any 
uh last questions here for for keith oh i don't think that i forgot what i was gonna ask <laughs> no worries no worries uh i am curious okay i know as a vancouver canucks fan but i still want to ask it so um for just this season such a unique season with the four divisions only playing within each other um but just as a hockey fan and following the game like i had to ask this to jimmy as well so do you have a 2021 stanley cup winner prediction you know i i am so horrible with with i've never <laughs> picked a static cup winner i've always lost all my playoff uh um, um oh you do the brackets goals. Oh, you know, especially that year when, you know, I, I load up with Tampa Bay Lightning and they get knocked out four games. <laughs> year, like, you know, my, my playoff pool was dead after four games. That was the year um, they, already, they had commercials for the second chance brackets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, if I did have to, you know, make a prediction, you know, which I'll probably get it wrong, is, you know, I, I actually kind of think Tampa Bay might repeat. Um, uh-huh. Just the yeah. fact that, you know, they, they have all the pieces in place and they played you know, they, they've been to the bubble hockey, um, you know, right. like, like last year's so have the experience. Yeah. Uh, they're going to get Kucherov back. That's a yeah. weapon. Damkos is going to be back. And, you know, Vasilevsky is, is, is top goalie right now in, 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 in the NHL. So uh, if I had to predict, um, I would, I would think Tampa. Um, but if, if I was allowed to pick one dark horse, I actually okay. kind of think um, Carolina might uh, make some noise. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. They're a bit of surprise of the way. But, that top line you know, is is lethal. Exactly. The Ajo line. Yeah, and they got great coaching from Bridgemore. You know, yeah, I can see. Um, you know, I, I I think they you know they have a chance too as well. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be and interesting. Then, then obviously Vegas and Minnesota are looking really good. Yeah, Vegas, Minnesota. I don't know if Minnesota will make the they'll make, they'll make the playoff. I mean, make like the next you know two three jumps. But uh, yeah. yeah, Vegas is you know definitely can't go wrong with, with Vegas. <laughs> it's so strong <laughs> too over there. Right? Yeah, goaltending and everything. So um, yeah, who knows? It'll be interesting. And then you never know; any team in the East could do well too. You know. Yeah, your Boston might do something. Who knows? Too right. <laughs> you know, they they made some you know moves. Uh, we know Taylor Hall. And oh else, yeah. But uh, so. But uh, even like Pittsburgh's looking good, and yeah, and um, yeah. the Rangers, even. <laughs> the only thing with with Pittsburgh I worry about is probably a little bit of as part of the goaltending. You know, uh, yeah, not as, as solid. Um, but uh, you know, you can't go wrong with you know with, with Sidney Crosby on your team too, right? So <laughs> no. such a he's such a leader, right? So um, uh, Pittsburgh, you know, could 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 make some could make a run too as well. Got the experience there for sure. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> we'll uh... see what but. Toronto's lucky to have Boston this year, you know, in the, in the first round. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, that's who Jimmy picked, too. He picked Toronto, but I was like, ooh, they, theoretically this year, I'm not sure how it's, the playoffs works in the third round, but they could play Boston in, like, the Stanley Cup final, perhaps. So. Yeah, at least it's not the first round for them, right? So Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. They'd be, they'd be lucky, they right? So, so. <laughs> exactly. Be fun to watch. Um, it'd be fun yeah we're kind of kind of uh you know obviously looking forward to it i i know you know you know with the COVID situation and whatnot and you know the whole world's upside down you know we're yeah. always you know kind of thankful we have hockey to watch you know absolutely like, you know, when they're off you know we're just honestly just sitting at home just pulling our thumbs and just <laughs> waiting, you know and you know, yeah. thankful for for all that you know and i, I know the players and you know they're, they're you know, a lot of sacrifices and whatnot and, but, sure. uh, you know, like I said, we're just happy to you know, have, have some hockey and uh, hopefully you get to see some really good playoffs this year, too. 
Absolutely. Keith, who do you think is going to take the fourth spot in the Canadian divisions? Oh, that's a <laughs> that's an even better question than the that's Stanley Cup one. Question, yeah. Um, <laughs> Vancouver, number four. <sighs> they, hey, they why haven't... not Calgary? <sighs> I don't know. They haven't. Uh, they haven't. Um, they haven't really, you know, you know, um, shown that they're going to be, you know, like a, a, a top team that can make the grind at the end there. Um, I don't know. I kind of think most likely Montreal will hold on to that spot. But I would like, if possible, Vancouver, you know, makes a run. Um, make the charge, yeah. However, you know, you remember what I said, you know, everyone maybe counted Vancouver out, which is great because then they'll, you know. Underdog now, mindset. Right? Yeah. If they expect them to, to do well, they probably, you know, do this. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah. it's just going to say, yeah, they're not going to do well. They're not going to do well. And hopefully they make it. Yeah. But, you know, I think that um, no matter which team – uh, gets in probably first round. I don't think they probably want to play Edmonton. You know, Edmonton, no. Edmonton's going to be, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I think, think uh, that might be a good team, right? So I don't, I don't think it, any of the team wants to play Edmonton in the first round. Let's put it that way. I wouldn't <laughs> want to play Winnipeg either, honestly. <laughs> yeah, they didn't look as good though. I, I yeah, guess at least, night, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, fair enough, but yeah. still. But you know, I, this year is actually, like you said, it's a little weird too because you know, certain teams could beat this team and another team could beat this team and then this other mm-hmm. team could this. There's so many teams, overlaps. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, right? So, um, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see who, who knows. But like I said, I think of, of the North Division, I think Edmonton could be the scariest coming out of that. See what happens. See what happens. Yeah. Um, awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Keith, for uh, coming on, jump, jumping on here and talking about your experience last night and just uh, – yeah, it's awesome to see the the game of hockey being like shared and uh, cherished around the world, like uh, oh, yeah, any I, in any I, language. Exactly. I I, I I love the game. I love um, you know trying to you know whether it's to you know teach kids or just kind of spread the word about hockey. Um, you know, it's 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 my life. You know, it's my game. I I've, I've grown up with it. So uh, yeah, happy to keep spreading the word uh, in, in any languages. Like this. <laughs> yeah, For yeah, sure. it was great jumping on the different streams yesterday. Oh, cool. super cool! Yeah. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Everybody did did well. So I was I was messaging Jimmy as well. We actually kind of sent a, a photo to each other, kind of before the broadcast. Like, hey, you know, <laughs> oh. hi from Hong Kong, and he's like, hey, hi from Vietnam. So yeah. Do you guys know each other from before? Yeah, we do. We do. We do. So um, uh, I, I haven't like, like obviously we we're, we're we're friends on Facebook, and so we talked a little bit because uh, he because I was always interested in trying like I said bring the game to a lot of places, right? So when I was searching online, I saw oh, v- v- you know Vietnam. There's a rink in Hanoi and a rink in um, you know uh, uh, Ho Chi Minh City and all that. So we we actually went down, actually visited you know the, the really small ranks and stuff. Um, and then um, yeah, I got Jimmy's contact. And we kind of kept in contact and stuff. So that's how that relationship came upon. Cool. Awesome. All right, so there's a little um, Southeast Asia hockey community. There is. There is. We're a tight knit group, and uh, yeah, yeah. We, we we when we have tournaments uh, in the region, we all kind of you know come together and you know play the game we love and just you know have a few beers. Afterwards. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. What do you guys drink down there? What's the go-to? Uh, it dep- okay everywhere has their different brands right you know you, you, well, obviously but what's the go-to in hong kong in hong kong sapporo sapporo beer. sapporo sapporo yeah. so that's our that's our obviously that's our uh, that's our sponsor too as well so that's awesome exactly. and-
And there it is, folks. That was our last and final interview with Keith, the Cantonese commentator for Hockey Night in Canada this past weekend, which was the multilingual edition. Um, really, really just the the polyglot dream combined with the sports dream this past weekend. And just to hear all three of our guests' impressions and their stories and the history too. The history is really fascinating to um, see how all this has come about and how you know, the game of hockey makes an impact on different cultures and countries and how their language is used to really express the energy in hockey and sports. So huge thanks to all three of our guests for coming on our humble little podcast here where we just every week we're sharing our passion for languages. So, you know, that said, it was huge events. I'm looking forward to any event that's similar in the future um, what's going to come about so that was a big thing this week I mean the future the language train just keeps rolling on as always so um, yeah th- that was it was a big it was fun weekend great great to see so with that said uh, with my my podcasteros mis amigos aquí uh, vamos a hablar un poco y si entonces um, Cody Cody man what's yes. going on for the week to come yeah so uh I'm not going to get too into this, but there's been a big development in my life in the past week. Um, but yeah, I'll talk about that maybe on the next episode. So listeners will have to stay tuned if they want to hear about that. Tell us about your languages, man. How's the well, language from? I mean, How are they going, man? The, the language train rolls on. You guys know that. <laughs> How's your, just give us a little temperature check on our, on your Korean. It's, uh, it's stable. It's stable. That's yeah, but is it going up? Is it getting hot in here or what? It's mayoyo, mayoyo. It's they chogum mayoyo. Chogum mayoyo. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit hot. It's a bit spice. Little spice. Little spice. Yeah, it's a little spice. Okay, that's not good to the hear, kimchi. Man. Like kimchi spice or no? It's not. No, it's not All that right. spicy. It's okay. just a little bit. I mean. Okay. I'm, it's going I'm getting, nice and steady. I'm getting some practice. I'm getting some practice every day. So. Good, good, steady yeah. growth. That's what we want. Mm, that's right. Yeah, that's awesome, yeah, man. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. All right. Sweco, how's the language? Sweco, Sweco is going hard. Sweco is going hard for le français. Le français is going hard. Uh, going up and up and up. I'm, I'm doing a lot of French, guys. Not, not, not. And in, to be more specific, le Québécois. No, but the, oui. you know, you know, I've let the Sans Filtre podcast oui. is very good. So I've listened to a lot of episodes of them. Now, so yeah, so my French is going pretty, pretty strong. Portuguese, I got another Portuguese, follow Portuguese, Quinta Feira. Uh, with you, but before I have one with my uh with my uh amigo. Uh what else? What else? Um yeah, so I'm 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 mostly working on those two, to be honest. And then you know, I'm still I have my podcasts that I listen to in Spanish and German. Yeah, Catalan, but 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 that's about it. Yeah, uh yeah. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. What about okay. you, senor? All right. To put a little look, boys, I never want to. You guys probably think I'm crazy enough with some of the stuff I dabble in, which I think I've 
actually reeled in of late. But the reason that this link is called the Ling Hogs podcast is I have resources on a lot of stuff. And you know which course of Pimsler I actually own? Uh, starts with the P. Starts with the P, boys. Oh, Polish? No. Who was our first guest this episode? No way. Punjabi. I have the 30 hour, or I guess it's half hours, right? So I have the 30 lesson Punjabi course. Wait, the first one? I believe there's only one level of Punjabi Como lessons. And Swedish you know swa. what? You're doing yeah, it. Yeah, some of the languages. Yeah, I don't want to say I'm like doing, doing it. But you know what? I was so inspired. And that was great. And part of the dabbling is like, you know what? Take a month and just go explore. Go have some fun with go something. Go explore and then we'll watch Hockey Night yeah, in Punjabi. Even if I can watch a little Hockey Night in Punjabi and say like, hey, you know what? I understand. I understand, like, yeah. I understand a little bit. A little bit. And then you know what? That just might be my new way of watching hockey on Saturday nights is uh, (laughs) a little help from the Pimsler and the inspiration of uh, Oh, Marcus, you know his name. He he complimented you in the interview on pronouncing his name. So Randeep? I I don't know how I said it. I said Randeep. You said it well. He he complimented you. I I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Language (laughs) is going good. German is going good. Korean is going good. Falamos un un poco portugués como señor sueco. No, son um, poco. Son poco. Son poco. But you know what? Like, yeah, life's busy. Like, things are going good. But, ah, man. And then uh, I was also listening to some Bangra music um, on uh, Spotify. Don't understand. A lick. Love it, though. Love it. So, and I, I think that just kind of shows, like, this past weekend, don't understand a whole lot. But that that wasn't really the point. From our point of view, it was just more like, you know what? It's awesome that these languages are out there. And if you can take a week sometimes and just appreciate the vastness of the Saul. Um, so with Punjabi, it's just going to be, I might be able to have a little fun for the next month with it. Because I own the course. I've owned it for a while. So Yeah. Dude, Did there's it. a lot of Punjabi speakers in Calgary too. Right. Yeah. You know, the thing, moon. Man. It might become a thing. And, you know, Randeep talked about uh, the guy Kyle, who's not Punjabi, who's learning Punjabi through watching Hockey Night Canada. He's like, coming on the pod. He might be coming <laughs> on the pod and like, yeah, maybe I could be the next Kyle too. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know. I, I knew you were inspired by him. Oh, yeah, man. Of course, of course. And hey, oh. you never know. Maybe you'll you'll hear and see Ian and I on Sportsnet in the future. Oh, yeah, we did. Maybe. We, we tried to apply for a job during the interview. Yeah, we might. We might be on to something. <laughs> A side gig. Nice. I might be onto a side gig. We might know, we might start some live. Season. Maybe we'll do some live streams where we're just talking Spanish just to get some practice in. Say then. Say I can aprender toda la juerga, todos los términos. Claro. El palo. El palo. Se llama. ¿Cómo se dice el palo más grande de la liga? Claro, señor Chara. Señor Chara es es Slovakia. Es eso. Okay. Okay. So Tulobam, Tulobam. Um thank you everyone listening to these three interviews. Um such so much fun to record and be a part of and yeah, let's keep the languages rolling and let's let's keep the languages uh and sports rolling and uh dear Sportsnet, dear Molson, please make this happen again. It was a blast. With Spanish. With Con Espanol. See. Sí.
Cody ringside. all right so thank you everybody for listening and have yourself an awesome week ciao ciao bye bye